Hey, Gary. Yes? Hey, do you want to do a podcast with me where we explore core topics? Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Hey, and let's call it Queer Nundrum. Oh my God, yes. Awesome. Please listen carefully. Welcome to our show, Queer Nundrum. I am your host, the fabulous and the only fabulous, Holly Greystone. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I am your other amazingly, excellently fabulous host, Gary <laughs> M. Thorne Jr., no matter what Holly says. Most excellent, most excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gary, it has been a little too long since we've connected with our listeners, and I, I'm going to say right now, I feel absolutely terrible about it. Um, I know that uh, we have plans to build out our schedule and to do some organizational changes that we're, we have coming up, and I'm excited about that, uh, and I think it would help us going into the future, but I, I, I think you're right. I think we just need to prep our listeners that in the summertime we're probably going to have family time for about a month month and a half and we we might just drop some of our original material from our first season our our pre-season first episodes we have like 12 of them that we never dropped that we could conceivably drop next next summer um but yeah I, so I, if we drop those let's make sure make a pact that you and i don't listen to them after the next <laughs> Yeah, but they're bad. They're, they're funny attempts of that. Just we were figuring, we were figuring our flow out. So I don't know. We could remix it. It'll be funny. We could make it happen. I think we should do it no matter what. But yeah. it just it, just understand where they're not near as professional as we are now. Yeah, we've definitely grown. <laughs> uh, and, and something that we'll do differently uh, in in January is going to be a bit of a surprise for our listeners. So. Um, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about some of the things that we're going to do, but I don't want to spend the episode talking about that. It's been a minute since we've seen each other. Um, how are you doing? Uh, actually really good. Um, amazingly tired, but doing well. I actually just talking to Dean last night. We have spent really the last two months just go 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 there hasn't been a, any breaks in between that so we've been dealing with that going oh my god and it's been great reasons because moving here also getting to see uh dear friends even though i haven't got to see you guys as much as i wanted to it's you know knowing that you're nearby warms my heart it warms and, too. <laughs> and i've been able to see my grandkids at least two of them uh I've got to see Ashwell and um, Asher and Maxwell, which has been wonderful. I can't wait. Hopefully in the next two to three weeks, I get to go see my other grandson, Liam. But that's been uh, trying to, because they live in Spokane, so a little bit more of a drive. So um, but actually later today, we are going to have them over, Asher and Maxwell, with my wonderful daughter, Lily, to have a barbecue 
we think we're going to do the barbecue. I am sorry to everybody who lives in the Pullman, Moscow area. Dean and I obviously brought the heat with us. I am well, sorry. You're going to have a barbecue. You brought the barbecue with you. Yeah. Baking. I can cook steak or an egg on my sidewalk. And it's not even 10 a.m. Okay, maybe a little bit of an exaggeration, but. <laughs> That's how it feels. It feels like the giant star in the sky is trying to kill me. Well, just keep in mind that, you know, it could be worse. Yes. This, it could be this degrees and humidity, which it was worse in Texas. And yes. it was in Texas. So on that note, I wanted to also uh, say to Hannah and Shay, I miss you guys. And um Aww. Just, I, we've got our podcast going again, and I'm going to mention you guys a lot, but I do miss seeing you. Um, but so we're here, we're, we're, we moved to Pullman about a month ago now, um, about a month ago, maybe like five weeks ago. We just recently got moved into our uh, forever for the moment home in uh, Moscow. For the moment <laughs> yeah um but actually we're, we're actually at the moment now living in a mobile home and i actually told dean um after the fact that he goes i want to go look at this place and i go well okay but i'm not you know i was sure let's go look at it and i thought in my mind i go well i'm gonna look at the place and then go yeah fucking no we're gonna stay with our friend tracy until we find a, a decent place to live and walked into this place and fell in love with it immediately so it's i'm i'm actually very happy with it um I, I'm and then that you uh you have no art up on your walls of any not yet that explains the audio because your art has ha, has this vibrancy to it that is, is your it, we're missing it man yeah Hold and up. hopefully this weekend we're going to get some of that up that it's yeah. just been it's been uh, yeah, it's been my, I've been working uh, about an average of 60 plus hours a week. And Lord. yeah, and I'm not right now, I'm not minding it. Um, I really am not. I'm tired by now. I'm not, you know, but I'm not minding it. It's nice to be uh, back in an area that I like and a little more little more creativity than where I was before, which I enjoyed my job there too. But so it's been some long hours. And then Dean actually, for the first time in years, has a 40 hour week job working Monday through Friday. So it's been, so we're just all, we're trying to get all that connected right again. And yeah. Dean is loving his new job. He yeah. is um, uh, working uh at the community action center in Pullman and loving it. He is, he just talks about how great it is. Um, so that's kind of that part of it moving is, you know, hopefully we're settled for a little bit. Hopefully by next weekend, we're a little more mellow. I do get to drive to Moses Lake next weekend to visit my uh, dad and his wife okay. because I promised I'd come to visit soon and, take uh, the grandkids so they could meet them or they've seen him but really get to spend more time with them. Um, so other than that, the big things are, I'm pretty sure that the, the cats will go on strike if we try to move again. They're, they're I, I think they're, they're done. Yeah. Um, 
They're not as thrilled with this place because where we're living now, they do not allow the cats to go outside, so they have to stay inside. They have not enjoyed that. Um, well, you're gonna have to all. get them a cat village they can go into from out. From yeah. Um, I I think whatever we did, I don't think Mumford would be happy. He's met he's a roamer, and so I think he's he's gonna have to get used to some confined spaces. Um, and then uh, the other big thing is that uh, on my uh, wonderful weight loss journey, which every once in a while I step in to talk about, I am now hovering right around 171, which I am in my, I love the fact that on my BMI, which I know is a, it's a joke thing to look at, but I'm actually in my normal weight range right now, which I haven't been since being in high school. So that's, um, I'm really excited about that and enjoying that fact. Uh, and we'll see what happens with that. I, I, um, if I never lost another pound, I'd be okay. If I lost more weight, okay. I don't know how much more I could lose. So but we'll see where yeah, we there's go. Not, there's not much of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, they at one point said I could get down to 160. I don't see that, but who knows? It could happen. Um, and uh, in saying that, I do know that there's several people out there who listen to us who, because they reached out to me and going on their own weight loss journeys. Yeah. Um, don't use me as a comparison. No. Whatever your weight loss journey is, do not, not use me as a comparison. You didn't use anyone as a comparison, but yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's um, a challenge to do. It is. And it's, uh, I am out there for anybody who, needs just somebody to talk to because I, I, oh my God, I know how, um, how hard it is where I do know that even like say, I remember being a lot heavier and people just assuming I was stupid, you know, and now they assume I'm smart. Um, I know that uh, a friend of ours um, that both Holly and I know is going through some medical issues and it took her forever to find somebody who would listen to her besides saying it was her weight. And the, this doctor was really good and said, okay, yeah, you, you need to lose weight, but there's some other issues let's work on first. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's been a huge relief to her. And um, so that's, that's good. So everybody who's out there who is trying to lose weight First of all, don't sweat it. If you're healthy, who cares what your weight is? If you're, if you're healthy and you have a fulfilling life, don't worry about it. That's the least of the things to worry about. You don't have to fit into a fucking, you know, model look. You know, the reason I lost weight is I was starting to have medical issues. I was a happy person. Well, you know, people know me know how happy I am, but, you know, as happy as I can be. The only reason I finally lost weight is because medically it was tough. It wasn't, I didn't feel this huge urge to. So please, if you're looking at doing any kind of weight loss surgery or going to an intensive weight loss program, please make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Okay, I'm off my soapbox for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I had shared with Gary offline uh, prior to this conversation that I'm struggling with my my weight currently um and i have not wanted to do a podcast 
my wife was going to do a couple podcasts with with me for the last two, couple of weeks because Gary's just been so busy, but I have not wanted to extrovert in any way work. You know, it takes a lot of energy. I'm extroverting every day, which I love doing, um, but just struggling with uh, just what feels like rapid waking and it's possibly related to hormones. Um, it, it could be related to stress, which does impact hormones. It could be a couple of other things. So my wife has been very supportive and encouraging and her mother as well. And just remind me that I have medical insurance and I could go see a doctor. So finally I did. And I speaking to Gary saying, you know, doctors to say, well, you just need to lose weight, cures everything attitude. I had that four years, well, five years, four years ago four years ago in California, when I had a bulging disc issue, they're like, well, it's because you're fat. And literally that's what the doctor said. He's like, oh, it's because you're fat. You have all this subcutaneous fat around here. And that's why you have a bulging disc. And it's like, okay, I've only gained seven pounds from where I was before the disc issue occurred. So I've, I've traumatized the body somehow, and we need to address that, but let's treat me like I'm dumb and, and lazy. And I, and I'm not, I'm none of those. I am currently on the move. I just want to say to that anyway, at that point, you weren't fat. I you you, you were you were at a healthy weight. I'm a curvaceous woman. I am and not a 90 pound type woman. I my body would not look good at 190. It just doesn't. I've I've been there. I, I do not like the way my body looks. I feel strong and I'm I could kick ass and take names, but I'm a curvaceous woman and I love that about my body. I don't love where I'm at currently because I'm having medical issues. I'm in pain every day. I, I have a hard time like moving around in my body at this point. Um, I just met a wonderful trainer in town um, and it's always a test, you know, just like with counselors, you, you, you have to trust the person you're going to work with. And I threw it at him to see how he handled uh, just my personality, what my goals are. And he, he caught on right away. He's like, well, your goals have to be smart. They have to be specific. They have to be measurable. I'm like, okay, so you're not an idiot. Got it. Um, and, and then just seeing how he handles, um, just if I push myself or if I don't push myself and he was smart, he's like, you want to push yourself just enough, but not to the point of injury. And what that looks like is, and he walked me through it and I knew that I knew what it looked like, but I wanted to see what his knowledge base was because I'm going to, I know I can push myself and I need somebody who can recognize that and help encourage me and go and going in the right direction. Um, and we clicked, it, it doesn't always happen. I've had other physical trainers that I've worked with that I've walked out in the middle of the training because they're not affirming. They don't seem to know their knowledge or they're like, we're going to, we're going to go for max lift much like CrossFit. Like they don't talk, they don't really get into form over, over maxing out. Like form is important. And he, he has that knowledge base and I appreciate it. So I'm excited to move forward with that. I'm, I'm getting my hormones checked to see if there's anything there. Um, but it is, it is frustrating. It is frustrating, um, to just suddenly have all this extra, well, it feels like it's sudden anyway, working through that, um, uh, which, you know, has its own challenges. I, I have a lot of love and support, um, wonderful family, lots of adventures that we're doing. My wife is currently being tackled by our puppies and we're, you know, we're just, we're full of love over here. Work's going great. It's keeping me busy. I'm learning a lot. I'm 
pretty much done at the training phase of things and into the get shit done phase of stuff um, and finding some areas where I can improve and, and or build some build in some opportunities for our organization to grow. And that's been that's been fun and has again has its challenges. I'm working with some strong personalities in the community from WSU to the city to building owners to property owners, you know, they're strong personalities, nothing wrong with that. And uh, it's been great, actually. It's been really great. What else? We might be moving. There's a small, small chance that we might be moving. She's laughing, guys, in the background. She's laughing because we, we really don't need to be doing that because why? Because we are opening, well, we, I am opening a gallery. I mean, it is we because you're going to support me, but um, it's kind of my vision. So I'm opening a gallery. That's right. So my wife just bought five buildings. It's really five buildings in one in the downtown area. And one of those areas is a two floor building that she's converting into a gallery on the top top floor. And then downstairs will be a gift store and art supplies and stuff like that. And she'll have classes and just different events um, throughout the year. It's pretty excited to to get into that. It's getting painted. It's getting it's, painted. It's, a, it's already, people are already commenting on how good it looks. Yeah, it's an ugly yellow that's just faded over time. And now it's getting a facelift. Yes. And I um, put a call out for muralists and all of a sudden now I have more muralists than I know what to do with. So I have to figure out how to deal with that because I only have so many walls. Um, but um, it's a good problem to have. So I don't know. I, I think I might have people just submit ideas to me and then I could just pick one. I don't know. Because I'm like, I'm not sure how to do that at yeah. all. Someone um, was suggesting because it's a metal building or it has metal siding that instead of having the person paint on it is to have the person paint their design and you approve the design and then have a giant vinyl sticker like they right. do the metal metal boxes because then it's UV right? and it will last longer than paint because the sun is just going to beat the sh out of that art. The, the issue I see is that um, as an artist, you can mitigate the corrugated part of it. But if you just do a flat art and then you throw it up there, you could have like half faces and weird shapes. This, and, and so- um, That's true. You know, This is why artist, she does what she does. Having an artist actually paint it um, would I think be very helpful. But, so anyway, that's, that's kind of where um, the, the exciting part of, of things. So I've been very, very busy um writing a, a business plan um um oh gosh uh, mission vision mission vision contacting vendors getting some contacting artists artists contacting me and um contacting um the arts um support system in Pullman mm -hmm. and um so it's just been and she's, um, and she's partnered with my old company CCS Empowerment who are um, doing a fabulous job of helping me with my yeah. social media. We how how many followers you up to now? So on on Instagram, we're up to over a hundred now. So now we can actually see those numbers grow. And then, but we're 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 averaging about um, five thousand new contacts a week, where people notice our reels or notice our um, stories, comment, like, all of that. Yeah. So we are. Between, between Jessica and I, we are contacting a lot of artists. We're contacting a lot of people who love art. 
and they're contacting us. And so um, that algorithm has just shot up um, and made it very invaluable for the things like people are seeing our work, which is exciting. And so, um, you know, with the hope of an October 6th opening, um, I, I am very hopeful that this will be a great venture. Almost every person I've talked to about this has been very excited about it. No one has said art and Pullman. Nobody's going to support that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always been, oh my gosh, that's exactly what Pullman needs. Yeah. And so um, that makes me feel really good. And so I'm very, I'm very grateful to all of the people who have given me love and support and advice and, um, and refer resources and all of that, because I just, I, I, I honestly don't know what I'm doing but I am very passionate about it. You know what you're doing. <laughs> that imposter syndrome runs in, in, in every facet of life. No, she so knows. now I'm researching um, point of sale systems and large scanner system. Yes. And trying to find a system that will work with each other. So that's kind so of- So just, if, if you, I mean, if you have any questions on the point of sale system, talk to me before you buy it, please. Because there are some really shitty ones out there. So. Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, she knows. She doesn't give herself enough credit. I have worked with business owners and entrepreneurs of all different shapes and sizes. And she is so far ahead that when she's engaging with the, like there's, we have like the SBA and we have the economic um, manager. We have all these people in the community that help businesses like if you tap those resources they're there and they're like she's tapping those resources and they're like well cool i mean you're doing the i don't what i there's nothing to do like she's done it all already she's already come in with the you know with what she needs for insurance and occupancy and having fire inspection and having doing all the things she needs to do that at the by the time someone follows up with her she's already started the process and they're like oh i guess we don't have to worry about you because you because she's so far in the process, she's she's working through it. So you know, imposter syndrome a little bit there. I'm really I'm... good at being a student and doing research, <laughs> <laughs> and I I should have a master's degree in Google. Yeah, if there's a degree in in Googling, she would she would master it because she's good at it. Anyway, I digress. Um, that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty much all that's new. We've just been working. Can, can I ask? Can I ask Desiree a question? Yes. Yeah. Always. So, um, I, you're, aren't you in your business? Aren't you trying to get a couple other businesses in there besides the gallery? Yeah. Do you know where you're, you're not three, saying there are three, three more? Yeah, there are three other spaces, one of which I think I've already filled. We're about 95%. Um, we're working, we're, we're finalizing the lease this weekend, and then we're oh. going to sometime next week, and hopefully. Um, they'll be in that space in January, February at the latest. And um, the other two spaces need a little bit more work. So um, I don't know. I'm hoping also in January that we would be ready for that. But they um, they need plumbing. They don't have bathrooms in there. There's one, one space has plumbing, but the other space will have to be tapped in for plumbing. And if somebody wants individual those one of those individual spaces then we'll have to put in plumbing for bathrooms because you know business um and um so that's that's a little bit of a of, of um so i don't know how soon those two spaces they're really nice spaces and once um once all of the things get done with um the honda shop sale 
basically the owners of um, Spence Hardware are going to come with all their trucks and all their people and they're going to load everything up in hopefully one day and get everything out. And so then I can do, then all of my contractors can get in and start doing, and I can. And start they've doing been all very, that. very nice oh through gosh. the whole process, oh my gosh. allowing our yes. contractors in to do the electrical plumbing and all that. Uh, we've hired a project manager because I, I'm trying not to be too involved in the process. And my wife, my wife's watch was listening to the conversation. So, so it started going off. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the previous owners have just done a really good job in communicating. They're actually going to write down as much history they know on that building because uh, one of them has been working in that building before they married and bought the building. So they've been working in that building for a really long time. So they know the previous owners and the previous history about the area. So they're going to document it and find any pictures and stuff that they have so that we can capture some of that history. Because, I mean, that's as much as that Pullman in any town like Pullman changes, there's still an element of its history that you could have a little nod to while not living in the past and growing into the future. And um, I like to see because being artists, we like to capture that in a form of art that people can learn about their community along the way. So yeah, they've been great. I'm, I'm excited about that. I wish they were leaving some motorcycles behind too, but I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna do that, unfortunately. Um, the but other the exciting thing is I um, I've contracted with Shelly to Shelly Gilmore to do some art on. Oh my railing. gosh, Shelly Shelly Gilmore's like, amazing welder. So she was like, she was like, well, do you have any scrap metal hanging around? Because I would love to incorporate metal from from the building from you know like motorcycle scrap or whatever and and april was like i i don't know we have a junk pile and she goes one man's mm -hmm. junk and so they they went to the back sounds like shelly yes they yeah went back to find to find and some, I, some junk i would not be surprised if she walked away with enough to fill her entire garage which is a three-car garage <laughs> space full of material because they've been cleaning everything out and taking get rid of stuff yeah, so she wants to incorporate some of that that history as well. So we should jump into the next part of our podcast, which oh. is another fun thing that Des and I did is we went to <laughs> we went to Seattle for Pokemon Festival. Can, can I add something to this? So yeah. th this whole thing for me came up. I was the one who suggested it because I tried to text them to see if they wanted to go out to coffee. And I heard them that they then said, well, no, we're getting, we're heading towards Pokemon, whatever, whatever the hell it is. So, well, and Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon, 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 Pokemon. Okay. it's Pokemon. This, and, and I, I, and I know, I know how much in particular Desiree loves this and, I'll start going, maybe we should, you know, do a podcast on this and let everybody see how nerdy, truly nerdy Desiree can be. Yes. So, um, I, so let's go to background. So my kids are the right age that they grew up on Pokemon, the first iteration. Um, That's the first generation for yeah, those. First gen. First Pokemon. gen. And my, um, my um, late husband would videotape all the episodes for our, for our oldest because he could he didn't get home until after four o'clock and pokemon started at four o'clock 
And so we would, he would tape them for him. And so we had all of them. We probably do. There's probably a videotape somewhere in all yes. the things that Yes, there are a lot of VHS tapes <laughs> that need to be dealt with. But this was a show that um, Marshall loved. And, um, and then eventually Hunter came to love as well. And I just thought it was really fun. They, there was, the humor was quite funny. Um, Pokemon, the whole idea, gotta catch them all was really fun. And, you know, and then the kids had the card games and I used to um, take the cards to school with me and I would do Pokemon math with my second graders. And what that looked like was we had the cards and I would do things like, hey, this Pokemon, you know, the, the magic carp is, you know, 1.2 feet long. Don't quote me. I don't know anymore, but, and then it evolves into a Gyarados, which is 22 feet long. And so we would go and do measurement in the hallway of what that looked like and look at them, the difference between, you know, the weights of different Pokemon. And, and, you know, I didn't get into the stats of like their fighting stats or anything like that. We were really just doing the math on, on um, sizes and, and weights and, and those kinds of things. And so, but my kids, I mean, they, I, I've run into a couple of my second graders from that time and they're like, oh my gosh, I remember when we used to do Pokemon math. <laughs> I'm like, yes, we used to do Pokemon math. Pokemon math. <laughs> so, um, so that's where I kind of, um, I just kind of loved it from when the kids were little. And then flash forward to, um, this was their sixth anniversary. So six years ago, um, we were doing Susical the Musical, and one, a couple of the people that were in there were going around looking like they had a tricorder, you know, looking up and down. Yeah, like, start, like you're you playing, playing Star Trek, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, what are you doing? They're like, oh, this Pokemon game came out, Pokemon Go, and I'm catching Pokemon. I was like, what? So I downloaded it. Um, my youngest, who was still living me with, it, with me at the time, downloaded it. And it became a thing that he and I did together. In fact, one night he came in, I was, I was all, I was getting ready for bed. I wasn't quite in bed yet. And he's like, mom, there's a Pikachu outside. And, and so I was like, okay. So I, you know, put my sweatpants on and off we went. And, and so he and I, he goes, I'll go left, you go right. Because at the time you couldn't see exactly where they were. Now you can see more where they are. But at the time you had to just walk around until you could find them. Yeah. And so he goes, I'll go left, you go right. And we did. And then he's like, it's over here. And so then we went and we caught it. So this was something that my youngest and I then did together. It got him out of the house because he is not a he's he's not a get out of the house kind of person, which was really fun. And then in turn, I I about six months later, I introduced Holly to this thing. Because at first she was like, "This is so dumb." And, and then, we and up and up until then, we we're just we would go hang, we were hanging out and go right. for walks or we go for hikes or whatever. And she would be Pokemoning, and I'm like, "What are you doing? It looks like she's a Star Trek, you and know, in a red shirt, a red shirt." Like I'm like, "What are you doing?" We're, yeah. So eventually, it's like, "Well, since I'm already out on a walk with a friend, po- Pokemoning," and I'm like, "I guess I'll, I'll just I'll do that." So then I call it Pokeballing. Um, I don't know. She kind of got me into it. She's still. If you would have called it pokeballing to me, I might have gotten more involved in it. Right. I'm sure. We still, yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, yeah, she got me into it. We started playing. Um, It is a good game that gets people outside. We've, they have community days every once in a while on a weekend, and you go out and you could see a bunch of people look like they have tricorders walking around and they're playing Pokemon. And then you can friend them and, and you then friend you them to- and you talk and you battle together and have conversations and 
Um, sometimes we hang out and there's a, a new feature that we learned about at the Seattle festival uh, called camp campfire. And right now it's in a beta test in the Seattle area. Oh, it's here too. Is it here? Oh, it's I here too. It yep. um, you can actually chat with your Pokemon friends now. So if you wanted to like, you can draw, you can basically throw up a flare and say, I'm down at the park uh, hanging out and, po and playing Pokemon and people who might be at another park can choose to join you. And you guys can then play and hang out and raid and, you know, it, so it's, it's a people have been asking for it for six years. And finally they came up with a way to incorporate it. It works a different company, but it's a different company than Niantic that puts out the Pokemon. Um, it's, it's cool. It's a, it's a social experience. We were at, uh, the Seattle, uh, festival and they had two sessions. They had an afternoon and a morning. And there was probably 40,000 people there that descended on Seattle and people that came from Sweden and Texas and Kansas to uh, South America, South America. which countries they, yeah. they were just, you know, two years old to 80 something years old. Like there was a couple, there was these two women that looked like they broke out of a retirement home and grabbed their stools from the retirement center and like just threw it in the middle of the park. And they're like, we're going to freaking Pokemon literally in the middle of a walkway. They just stopped. And so now people have to go to the right or the left of them because they decided that that's where they're going to be because it's, you know, they're a little bit older and standing is a little bit, maybe a little more uncomfortable for them. Plus it was hot. So they would just stop and they'll start Pokemon. And they had four phones, two phones each. And then there's like a guy who's like walking around with four can, phones. Can, can I ask a question? Yeah. So um, just so our listeners get it, this is a, it, it's a good way from what the little bit I've read about it, right? To, that it gets the queer community together, isn't, doesn't it? There's, There's some. That's kind of where I was getting to. It's like, you know, we have, you have your, you have your extreme nerds, you have your age differences. And then where I was going with that is that there was such a wide swath of people that, I, and I'm making assumptions because I didn't actually meet them, but I would say anything from transgender, pansexual, oh, they were definitely lesbian, all, all, all gay, based off of like, they were where like the colors of the flags that kind of represent who they are. So, you know, the binary flags, the, the transgender flag, the rainbow flags, rainbow shoelaces, uh, sim the symbols for the different, um, you know, different identif identifying, I don't know how to word that. Um, so yeah, yeah, and, it, and I just, it, it, it is one of those things like we meet, we had met so many people just out and about on our walks. Uh, yeah, we've met a wonderful gay couple. They, <laughs> the one guy got his, his boyfriend into it. And then his boyfriend ended up having two phones. So he had two accounts and he's level 50 and he's still somewhere in, in like the low forties. And he's like, yeah, I'll come home. And he's like dual wielding and gaming. And he's like, he's into the stats and max he's he's just big on the game and and then he he pops up from the car because he's still getting his stuff out of the car and goes yep how about you guys what are, what kind of shiny pokemon are you looking for today and we're like we're just here to like have fun like but what pokemon should we be looking for he goes oh the the shiny snorlax with the cowboy hat and i'm like Okay, I didn't want that, but now I do. And we got that within the first hour. We yeah. each had one by the first yeah. hour. So that was and so it, yeah. It's funny because it's just we have something to, that we can relate to that bridges that you know conversation and you get to know each other. And 
um, we ended up not uh, connecting with them. Unfortunately, we we were so excited in the in the interaction that we forgot to actually connect our Pokemon accounts to friend each other. <laughs> and that actually happened a lot the first day. We met like easily a hundred couples, and over half of them were of the of the family. And it was like and we were having good conversations. We were just great we conversations with each other. And nobody ever once said, "Oh, do you want to get? Do you want to friend us?" And because and we were so excited, day, yeah. Yeah, the second day we we had more opportunity because um, you couldn't catch Pokemon on the second day. It was only battles. Yeah, that's. So I think that was probably the biggest thing. Is the first day was they had these mini games you have to do. So. You, you would end up traveling with these couples or these people, just people, people. in general. Mm -hmm. And so the conversation would just continue as you walk through this entire park. We did what, almost 15 miles in the two days. Um, but that second day, they geotagged the area. So if you were anywhere near the park, they would shut your Pokemon access to catching off because you had to have a pass and all these things. So then you have more time to like, hey, we should be friends. Mm -hmm conversation you're waiting between battles you're so. waiting yeah so it was okay so can i ask another question yes. okay so you i i get what you said that there's looking and then there's fighting but explain i mean really i know nothing about this so can you explain that to me you walk around with your phone on on the game and pokemon show up on the screen and you click on it and then depending on if that's the pokemon you meant to pick it just depends because sometimes they sit on top of each other. You then pick one of three balls to, that you want to throw at them, and they all they have different stats related to to how easy it is to catch a Pokemon. And then you attempt to catch that. And then what you do, you can actually check its stats to see if it's a good Pokemon you want to hold on to, or if it's a Pokemon you want to turn in. And you turn it into the professor. You turn it into the, the professor to the to the, the to show the, to the tv show you know ash had a had a um he had a he had a professor that he worked with who would mm -hmm. pokemon for him because he could only carry six now we can expand our bag to carry many more than that yeah so I can, when we go into I can battles carry. we can only use six yeah so <laughs> that's kind of the callback so the other things that you can do is you can spin pokestops and that's places where you get items that can help. They give you balls, which are helpful for catching. They give you some berries, which are helpful to boost the stats of your ball to catch easier. Um, and then you can get eggs that, um, that you can hatch into other Pokemon. So that's at the Pokestops. And then finally, there are gyms, which also have a spin component. And there are also... Um, there are also, um, you can put your, your Pokemon in those gyms if the gym is the color of the gym that you belong to. We're Mystic, which is blue. So we There's can... also a red and a yellow. Yep. I don't remember what they're called because they're not important. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then you put, while you're, you know, passively your Pokemon can battle, right? Yeah, as you're out and about, you're not actively participating in the battle once you put them into the gym. It's just your Pokemon stats to determine how long it stays in the gym other um, people can beat on other, yeah so like we could go to a yellow gym and beat on a yellow gym and turn it blue or go to a red gym and beat on it and turn it red you know blue as well so there's okay. that and then there's raids which are special events where they're like usually legendary or not always legendary but they're they're just pokemon that you can how the hell did that thing get into this house 
The moth? Yeah, that giant moth. You have a slight Oh, my window is open. Sorry. It's a big moth, guys. It startled me. <laughs> I thought it was a spider coming down to get me. Um, Just think of it. Think of it as venomoth. Yeah. But, oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, I have learned so much about this game. I could probably name the first generation of Pokemon and probably most of the second generation of Pokemon. My wife has converted me into a Pokemon nerd. I have a Pikachu pillow, and I have a Pokemon onesie of Snorlax. Um, that was a little too warm to wear in Seattle, but I have it and I love it. I have Umbreon, which is yes. <laughs> so it's you guys are adorable. It's something fun that we do, and we can relate to just about anyone. Um, I've met in town. I've met a a, a queer professor uh, that teaches. Uh, I believe they teach women's study and queer studies at the university. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Their wife is a major D and D nerd original uh war game theory and in, in yeah like o- over in england like back in the day she was part of like like they had like giant maps and like this figure represents a platoon and this platoon's gonna go here so in her little she has like this little room and i desperately want to make it like twice as big because it's so small because she has wall-to-wall floor-to-floor of shelves of miniatures and uh trees and mountains and all kinds of little the little things for D and she can build anything from like swamps to full-on cities to pirate ships based off of all of these figurines that she has and she is a major statistician so for me when i play D, i'm more about the like very heavy on the story and not so much like you can move three squares which each square is worth five feet and like i'm not i don't get into that too much keep it within reason like it makes sense that your character could do it. Okay, well, you can do it. Roll your dice and here we go. Uh, so it's very funny because her wife is a Pokemon person. So she will take off and go play Pokemon for hours while she, her, her her wife is playing D&D for hours. And so it's just, it's really funny because they're, they're, they're a little bit older than we are, uh, but we met because of Pokemon. And and so that now, now there's that D&D uh, relationship, which also connected us to some other friends who knew them and played D&D. And so now all of us are connected and it's all because we had this uh, community day event and we just happened to meet each other. And so it's just, it's really interesting of just the diversity of people. And that's primarily why I continue to play. Otherwise I wouldn't play is because there's so much acceptance and diversity of, of, the, of people. Um, and I, and it was really well on display in Seattle. It was just this welcoming committee of just wide range diversity and it and young and old and and just any any anybody of the alphabet mafia everyone was having this conversation around this around the same subject and excitement and energy um they had this beautiful park laid out with the different environments and you had to walk around so you're physically active and it's just i don't know I think one of the funniest things that i saw was people who were definitely not Pokemon, not Pokemon. Oh gosh, people, people that showed they, up at the park, they're like, what the hell is happening? Like, they totally stood out because they were like wearing, they're wearing their sports gear and not that there weren't people wearing sports gear, but it was just- I Like mean, they literally are jogging through the community and they stop and they, they like take out their headphones and they're looking around they're like, at all these people that have their phone out and they're all talking and they're they got some Pokemon thing going on, a badger, a pen or- 
or fully dressed and whatever. And then like the whole park's been transformed in these different environments. And like, my what favorite, happened? My favorite demographic to see were the um, teenage girls who are like, you know, they're like, okay, my family dragged me here, but they were like in it. Like, you know, that that wasn't their first thing that they would want to do. But now that they're here, they're, I mean, they're walking through with their, you know, with their earbuds in and they're doing it. They're very casual about it, but it's like, you know, they were getting excited oh, yeah. when they got a shot. Especially when they got, yeah. Especially when they got, it's like, oh, this, it's just, it's funny That's because cool. there's like, you know, they were trying to, they were trying to put off this era, this, um, this era of, 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 of nonchalance, but they were still in it because they could have just walked behind their family and not done it but they actually were in it and mm-hmm. doing it. And, you know, I mean, it was just, I just loved it. The, the number of um, just boyfriends and girlfriends and young families. And I mean, we saw a two-year-old with a, with their phone in the cart being pushed by mom. And, I mean, it was just. It which was is just mind-boggling because you had to pay family. $25 to play the game, which means the parents paid $25 for their two-year-old to play. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know if I, I would have done that. I know. But you know, that's probably like their second account. And they're like, yeah, we don't, we want our kids at least have fun. So here you can mess, you can just mess with this account and have fun with it. Yeah. I do not have two accounts. No, I do not have two accounts. I I'm, only have the one account. I am happy I'm, with where I'm at with my yeah. accounts. But I, anyway. I don't, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm bummed because I, I finally got to level 40, which is, which was really hard. It is it really hard. A whole year. And now I'm working toward um, 41, but going to that, we had a lot of double, double um, XP things. Oh my gosh. So I ended up getting almost a million um, XP and I need six to get to, um, to level 41. So I made a huge, I'm, I'm now over to, to over a third of the way, which before that weekend, I was less than, I was think I was at 10%. So. I, I, I got over, I got just about over yeah just about over two million so anyway i think we pokemon the shit out of this <laughs> we spent we spent a lot of time on this po- i will say though if there are people who are listening who are interested and they play pokemon hit us up on social media and i'll share my my friend code and we can connect on pokemon yes um but i will not just share it freely without uh unless you guys caring because i don't there's no need for that so you could just hit me up and then we get we get friend on Pokemon and then who knows? And campfire. And we get hit. Yeah, campfire. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh did so <laughs> says the man who's I'm just, so, uh, so my part uh on this one is I'm just talking a little bit about of the wonderful TV show that's on um Apple TV called For All Mankind, where the Correlation is, is it's, it's to me, I, the correlation I found with this is that it takes its own history, kind of like Pokemon has its own history. So that's where it's, um, it's an alternate history. It's a what if scenario. What if Russia landed on the moon first? Mm. How would this drive the space program? So in this series, there are each season so far, there's been three seasons that covers a decade. The first one starts in 1959 and covers all the 60s. Then the second season covers the 80s. The third season, which is out right now, covers the 90s. 
What's going on here is it does, it shows us that because Russia was more involved in the space program, it's showing that it goes from having, um, Russia got on the moon first, that really drove the space uh, people to try to get up there and do stuff from the United States. They did, and, it, and so it, by the time of this third season we're watching, it shows that they, there is this, uh, several huge space stations on the moon and they've actually just now landed on Mars. Okay, so that's where this is going. But what I find really interesting about this is the queer representation of this is that that hasn't changed. It's exactly the way it would have been at those times. So you see in the first season of the show, you get to meet, I've lost, I want to say their names correctly. You meet Ellen Waverly, Larry Wilson, and Pam Horton. Um, Ellen is an astronaut. Larry is one of the scientists involved with getting them up to the moon. And Ellen is a love, and sorry, uh, Pam is love interest for Ellen. Um, and she works at the bar that all the astronauts go to. So in this first season, um, Ellen um, comes out to uh, her mentor in the space program. Finally feels, you know, he talks about how great she thinks she is and how she's going to go far in this program. And she finally goes, all right, you know, and he goes, I need to tell you something. She tells him, he shoots her down completely and says, never mention this to another person ever again or it's going to ruin your career. Wow. So it eventually ends that season with basically her leaving, leaving Pam. Uh, who is who is open? Pam is an open person. She's like, it's, she doesn't go out there. Where, at the first season, we go out there doing gay pride flights stuff like that. But she's open about who she is. And Ellen wants a career. She's very career driven. Doesn't do it. Larry is very much on the down low. You don't you don't get to see you you see him hooking up with people, but you it's not anything serious. Going over several seasons, uh, now Larry and Ellen are married to each other and they have a kid. And oh yeah, Ellen is now the president of the United States. Um, she's a Republican president. So- Well, hold on, they're good Republicans, nothing crazy. Uh, so, um, and remember, this is 90s still at this point. So this is, we're dealing with a different era in, in being Republican. Um, and so what happens is that you get to meet in this season, you get to meet Will Tyler, who is one of the astronauts who's on Mars now. And in this, he basically, they each have a moment where they are, they transmit to, um, to Earth about, you know, talk about who they are. Never has until this moment, he admitted that he was a gay man while he's on Mars. To the world, now know this. Wow. He's in the service. And Desiree, what was going on in the service in the 90s, in the beginning of the 90s? <laughs> uh, don't ask, don't tell. Exactly. His mentioning this is what actually in this version springboards don't ask, don't tell. They've already told him that once he gets off Mars and gets home in two years, even though he's this huge, amazing scientist, they've already told him he's going to lose his job because he told. 
This is the springboard, the catalyst that makes it so that don't ask, don't tell comes into play where they can't ask, but they can't tell. Um, and it, there, it was Ellen and Larry who came up with this. They're the ones who, they're the ones who came up with this. Uh, these two gay characters who are Republican, that's where they came up, is that they're saying, don't ask, don't tell. I could see that being an actuality too. And, and how they do it, I have to say that the reasoning behind it um, makes sense for that time frame. It really does. Where they were, what they could do, um, it makes sense. So this show, I want to say, has become one of my favorite TV shows. I'm not telling people to go out and get Apple because I don't get any sponsorship from Apple. But, you know, if Apple wants to sponsor us, you know, I will be more than happy conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say, though, if you do have Apple TV and you like history, you like uh, this alternate history, the what if scenarios, if it was if it was a little flashier, it would be up for Emmys. It would, it, it's just that good of a show. That good, okay. So um, for any of you who are out there who have Apple, I would watch it. It's three seasons out, it's amazing. It's been renewed for another season at this point. So it's very similar to like The Man in the High Tower? Yes, very much so. Um, which is, I God, I love that show. I forgot about that one, does right now we have to rewatch that one. So I got it. But yeah, so, so it's those wonderful what if scenarios that you know um, you can look at and and enjoy and see where it's going. What I love really about For All Mankind is that it is alternate, but it really sticks close to what's going on. Uh, in this version, John Lennon doesn't die; you you he's alive. But then other people don't exist. You know, so it's just this whole thing. You get to see where it goes, and they don't ever explain this stuff. It's just a different history. Mm. Interesting. So I really, I really recommend this show. When I asked you what the topic of uh, of your popular culture episode was going to be, I had also I hadn't got a response, and then I had said, "Oh, it's going to be one degree cooler than it was yesterday." Thank goodness, or something like that, like that. And then you said for all mankind and i'm like that's such a fucking weird thing to say because it wasn't it wasn't capitalized like a title so i thought it was a statement and i've never heard uh, the title before and i was like man that is such a weird gary thing to like he doesn't say shit like that and i'm like yeah i guess it's one degree cooler like is there a reference here that i'm missing like to pop the politics like i'm just like trying to think like did something happen in politics is there like I don't know, like Kansas is drowning right now. Is that, is that maybe, I don't know. So it just, now it makes sense. I was completely, so when you just now, like 10 minutes ago, you're like, oh yeah, so I'm going to talk about For All Mankind. I'm like, oh, that was cool. <laughs> so when, when you, um, when you're asking me these questions, because for all the listeners who don't know, this is really overall very last minute this time, especially my end of it, because I just, I didn't have time to do anything, so I had to really think about what I was going to do. And so I was, before we were recording this podcast, I was trying to get my research straight on For All Mankind. I didn't want to give out information that was wrong. So I was really looking at this. This is one I wanted to make sure it's it's important. And it's a it's a good history lesson, even if it's not the correct history lesson. It's 
It, it's really good. It also does show because, oh, the other thing about this, which I love, which we do talk about also on the show, is that because of Russia being first, um, and that they kept trying to one-up America throughout everything, uh, this made uh, the NASA program start including women and people of color much sooner into the programs. So you see women in the 60s in the space program. You see people of color in the 60s in the space program. So this is all a really fascinating part of it. So, um, all right, I'm done. I, I, I could nerd out. I, 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 could, I could be as nerdy about for all mankind as these two adorkables are about, about Pokemon yeah, I Go. Have, I have one for uh, that's on Netflix, Uncoupled. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I can't wait to watch that one. Oh my gosh, we're watching so we'll it. To, we'll have to talk about that. In yeah, it's yeah, really, yeah, really good. So looking forward to to sharing that with our our listeners. Yeah. But we are we are now wrapping up our show until uh, we get back on this next week. Um, th- thank you so much for you guys' patience. I know it's been a couple of weeks since we've connected, uh, and that you shared your thoughts on social media with us, and I, we really appreciate that. Again, as always, if you have a topic or a question that you would like to share that we would, you know, could have on the show, you know, let us know, connect with us and, and share that with us so we can have that conversation. Uh, that's what I got for you guys. Until next time, be well. And be wonderfully queer, you motherfuckers. <laughs> that's good. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And somehow there is a way to pause this. I have no idea how to pause this uh, recording. Oh, yeah. It's it's still recording. They moved the button, guys. Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum. Connect with us on Facebook. Instagram. Twitter. At Quernundrum Podcast. And email us at Quernundrum at Quernundrum.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well and be queer.